In the Gospel reading for today, Jesus tells the story of the Good Shepherd. The Holy Gospel according to John, the 10th chapter. Jesus said, I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand, and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep, he sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also. And they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock and one shepherd. The Gospel of the Lord. It's, it's fairly well known in this church that uh, I am not a dog person. Uh, somehow the word got around so that when we began visiting in people's homes, people put their dogs away. They put them outside, they put them in a closet, they put them in a room somewhere. They, they got rid of them because they know that I'm not a dog person. Um, I don't like the dog hair, and I don't like dog spit when they lick you. <laughs> that, that grosses me out. Uh, so I'm, I'm not a dog person. I'm, I'm just not a dog person. But today I'm going to tell you a story about a dog. About a dog named Fred. And what I learned from a dog. Our son Steve graduated from St. Olaf College in 1994 and went to work as, for the Boy Scouts in Magnolia, Arkansas, down south. And while he was down there, he met, courted, and married a young lady named Erica. And he and Erica have been married for over 20 years now. Erica had a dog, and the dog's name was Fred. And Erica loved the dog. And part of the deal of getting married was, Fred was part of the deal. And if Fred wanted to marry Erica, then Fred had to accept the dog. And because Fred loved Erica, Fred learned to love, uh, Steve learned to love Fred as well. And that was, Fred was, was Steve's first dog. Because Steve's father wasn't a dog guy. <laughs> and so they never had a dog at home. After they married, uh, they moved, uh, Steve got another job at the Boy Scouts and moved to Santa Fe, New Mexico. And um, they liked to go out. And, and one day in the fall, late in the fall, Steve and Erica and Fred went up into the mountains up above Santa Fe to a state park to, to go for a walk. And so they drove up to this state park, to this parking lot. They parked the car and they got out and Fred went his way, as he usually did, and Steve and Erica went, went out walking. And uh, the, a cold front came through and the weather turned and it got cold and it started to snow. And so Steve and Erica decided that they needed to go back to Santa Fe. So they went back to the car, and they called Fred. And Fred didn't come. 
They called and called, and they waited and waited, and Fred didn't come. And the snow came down, and the snow piled up, and finally they decided that they would have to go back to Santa Fe, and they would have to leave Fred at the park. So it was with great sadness that they, that they headed towards Santa Fe without the dog that they both loved very much. It was a terrible storm, lots of snow, and it was three days before they could drive back into the mountains, back to that state park, back to that parking lot, and begin to look for Fred. And as they drove into the parking lot, there at the very parking space that they had left three days ago was Fred. He was cold, and he was hungry, and he was waiting for them to come. And he had laid three days in the snow. Now, why did he do that? He did that because Fred had a relationship with Steve and Erica. He knew that they loved him, and he loved them. Now, he might have also realized that it was his fault he got left behind. (laughs) But he had a relationship with them. He knew them. And so he waited for them for three days in the snow and in the cold because he had a relationship with them and he trusted them. I want to call your attention to today's text, which I chose especially for today. When Jesus talks about himself as the good shepherd, he says, I am the good shepherd. Now, you know that in this teaching, Jesus is not really not talking about sheep. He's talking about people. He's talking about the church. He's talking about you. He's talking about me. And he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, he sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. He runs away because he doesn't care about the shepherd, about the sheep. But the shepherd owns those sheep. They're his sheep. They're sheep that he keeps for the wool. He's known them for years. And Jesus says, I know my own. I know my sheep. I know each one of them. And I guess farmers do that. If you have animals, you know different sheep, different cows, you know that they're all different, just like people. And the good shepherd knows the characteristics of every sheep, and Jesus knows the characteristics of every one of us. He says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own. And he says, my own know me. So that if the sheep get mixed up with other people's sheep, the good shepherd's sheep will come to him. They'll come because they know him and they they love him and they trust him. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Now you think about to Fred and Steve and Erica, Fred. Fred knew Steve and Erica. 
He knew them. He had a, a personal relationship with them. As he lay there in the snow, he had no guarantee that they would come back. There was no guarantee at all. All he had was faith. And the faith was based on knowledge. They knew each other. And so he waited three days in the snow because he knew, even though there wasn't a guarantee, he knew that they loved him and that they would come back. How often does it happen that for Christians and non-Christians, but especially Christians, when life gets difficult, when people feel like they're laying in the snow, abandoned by God, there's illness, there's tragedy, there's disease, there's heartbreak, there's disappointment, there's unemployment, whatever it is, people say, well, where is God now? Why has God left me? Why has God abandoned me? What good is it to pray? What good is it to be a Christian if I'm in this condition? People who say that don't know the shepherd. They've heard of him, but they don't know him. And the dog winds up having more faith than they do. One of the things I like to say again and again and again about the nature of the Christian faith is that the nature of the Christian faith is about a relationship. It's about a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. It's a relationship. First and foremost, the Christian faith is not is not about the teachings of Jesus. They're important. Don't get me wrong. The teachings of Jesus are tremendously important, but they don't come first. And the Christian faith is not about morals and values and standards, although morals and values and standards are really important. Don't get me wrong. They're important, but they don't come first. The Christian faith is even not about love, although love is important, you know that. What's most important is a relationship. Is a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. That you know him. You remember the risen Lord appeared to Peter on the Sea of Galilee. There they were. Jesus had risen from the dead. Peter was there. And Peter says, Jesus says to Peter, Simon Peter, do you love me? He didn't ask, do you believe in me? He asked, do you love me? Of course, he could love Jesus because Jesus was alive. And we can love Jesus because Jesus is alive. You can't love, you can't have a relationship with someone who is dead. The Christian faith is about this relationship with the creator of the universe that comes to us through Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul, sitting in prison, facing death, 
wrote this. Whatever gains I had, whatever good stuff I had, these have come to regard as loss because of Christ. More than that, I regard everything as loss because of the surpassing value of knowing the surpassing value of knowing Jesus Christ my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and I regard them as garbage in order that I may gain Christ, be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ. I want to know Christ. I want to know the power of his resurrection. I want to know the sharing of his sufferings. See, for a man laying in prison about to die, the most important thing he had was this relationship with Jesus Christ. And nothing else mattered. The Christian faith is about this relationship. And it's a relationship that is mirrored in the relationship that Fred had with Steve and Erica. A relationship of absolute trust based on knowledge. Based on experience. And I learned that from a dog. Now let me finish the Fred story. Fred got better. And after a while, Steve and Erica adopted our granddaughter, Calissa. Calissa entered their life when she was one day old. And she became the center of attention for that family. And Steve and Erica could see it in Fred, because Fred was kind of being pushed aside in favor of this little baby. Soon after they adopted Calissa, Steve was moved. He moved to Eugene, Oregon. And uh, they had to sell the house and move all their stuff. And the problem was that Fred had gotten old. I mean, he was Derek's dog long before she ever met Steve. And the problem was, what are they going to do with Fred? He couldn't stand or ride in the car. And they knew they couldn't put him on a plane. And so as they prepared to leave, they just didn't know what in the world they were going to do with Fred. They were selling their house, and one day a couple came to look at the house, and Steve and Erica were gone. And they got a call from the realtor. And the realtor said, Do you know you have a dead dog in your backyard? And Fred had died. As I think about it, what happened was that Fred understood everything. He understood that he had been replaced by Callie. He understood that he was a burden to Steve and Erica. He understood that they didn't know what to do with him. So he decided to die. So he went out into the backyard and he died. They buried him up in the hills, up in the Boy Scout camp, 
where Steve and Erica and, and, and Fred used to love to run, run around. As they buried him, they wept for him. At the same time, they were overwhelmed by the gift that Fred had given them by giving up his life so that their life could go on. As I think about the voluntary death of Fred, I think about the voluntary death of our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave up his right to his life and went to the cross for you and for me that our sins could be forgiven for Christ's sake and that we could have fellowship with God and we would have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ our Lord. And the death of Fred and the death of Christ look very much the same. And it was Jesus who once said, Greater love has no man than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. And I know that's true. And I learned it from a dog. Amen. Amen.